I'm Yadin Katz, and this is What's Working. What's Working, Monday.com's podcast about what being a manager is all about. One of the most important things for us managers is our constant, almost codependent need to stay connected with the people we're working with, you know, interacting with peers, ping-ponging ideas, guiding employees, finding new ones, networking, and so on and so forth. And no manager is an island. We operate in a community. And actually, a strong professional community is a knowledge-sharing power tool binding professionals by a common interest to keep up with a dynamic, ever-changing world. And in our episode today, we'll talk about how managers, no matter the industry, can benefit from operating in a community, developing a strong personal brand, and how these two topics are connected. What's Working by Monday.com Few people know it better than our guest here today. Usually at this point in the podcast, we would be introducing our guests. But since, among other things, our guest is an expert on personal branding, I'm going to let you, Morad, introduce yourself. I'm not going to touch that one. Thank you, Nadim. So my name is Morad Stern. I work at Wix. I'm the head of engineering branding at Wix. I'm a father of four kids. So most of my energy is taken to that direction. I wrote a book about personal branding and, and communities. And as, as you said, I think that there is a lot of potential. If you talk about the individual or the manager that has many individuals, and even in the organization point of view, other than that, I write a blog. I love being part of the community. I think that we have very talented people in our industry. And I think that being part of what's going on And, and yes, aka communities and being connected to people is something that you cannot say it's nice to have. Even on the industry level, it's something that takes us as an industry forward. I love the fact that you deal with communities because you know, obviously you have your own little community at home. Yeah. How, many, how many kids do you have again? Four. 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 <laughs> kind of community, yeah. yeah. And um, that kind of community... And we'll talk a lot about communities, about how they enrich your knowledge. But this one makes you resilient, mm. you know, family-wise and yeah, yeah. It, takes it, most of your powers. It either makes you resilient and gives you the energy to go out to the world or, you know, depletes you of, of the energy. You, you decide. We'll talk about that. But before we dive into uh, communities and personal branding, tell us a little bit about your job, what you do um, on a daily basis. So basically uh, what I do at Wix I actually responsible for the way and, and the stories that we have to tell and share the community from the point of view of R&D and engineering, the challenges, the engineering challenges that our developers face and solve give a lot of value to the community and global community, of course, all in English. And then we're talking to every developer that wants to grow, to know more, to take a deep dive into some of the most sophisticated challenges uh, that we face and it can be a meetup an article or event or a podcast a YouTube video all for the goal of sharing knowledge and giving value to others it's challenging I mean these people are indeed developers engineers a lot of the time they're not storytellers sure. right many times they have great stories to tell but you help find those stories and, and tell it to the world yeah So if you think about it, these developers 
are super smart, right? Mm-hmm. And they're super busy. And there is a challenge in finding a good story. Sometimes things that you, you faced, you're not seeing it as something that's worth telling. And by guiding them and helping them, you can see that there's a journey of growth that someone who was very hard skilled know how to code, but then he or she start to tell a story, which is a different world mm. uh, and a different skill. Yeah. Um, and by doing that again and again and again, and sometimes even seeing the impact of people responding, contacting them, asking more questions, they grow. Mm-hmm. They develop their soft skills. Yeah. And uh, I think this is a win-win-win for everyone. So where you tell your story, how you tell your story, how people react to that story, these are the basis factors of good community, right? What, what, what is that exactly? Give us your definition of a good community. I think a good community is a place that people come together in a shared interest, even if it's a shared goal or it's a shared knowledge base or a professional. Something that is shared between them and they came together, the more niche this expertise that they shared is, the better and the stronger the connections that they'll have. You know, many people consider a good community or value a community by looking at the number of people that are part of it. Like followers on a page? Yeah, they look at the number. Mm-hmm. But that's not the way to look at it. I think it's not about the quantity, but it's more about the quality. Mm-hmm. And the quality of the people is defined by how strong the base they have, the shared interest or the goal they share between them. The second thing you need to consider about a good community is how they manage. And this is the place where terms like gatekeeper mm-hmm. and someone who manages the discussion and the ideas that are being shared, how they manage to keep the discussion to the point. Because we're all busy. The more the gatekeeper, the more the, the discussion manager, community leader, manage to define the, the borders of the discussion and be there, mm-hmm. the better. Okay, you and I, uh, we're marketers. Let's say I'm not a CMO. Let's say I'm not a social media director. This podcast is targeting leaders and managers from all across the board. Let's say I'm an HR director, right? I'm, I'm a CFO and I'm listening to this episode. How is this discussion about communities relevant to me? What can I take out of this that I can wake up tomorrow morning when I go to the office and say, this is what I need to, to do? I think that being surrounded by people who are like you, like-minded, and looking for the up-to-dates, what's happening in the industry, what this company did, or what this company is about to do, and even, you know what, even a professional gossip. Mm-hmm. These things happen in a sphere where people come together, aka communities. And if you're not connected, you're missing out. And I think that even in organization level, you're not bringing in the information that needs to be taken into account. Yeah. So that's on the individual level, you. Mm-hmm. As a manager, mm-hmm. I've seen how employees, team members, that are being out there, mm-hmm. hearing things, sharing things, being some kind of even ambassadors, are people who also bring data in and they also 
take that out mm-hmm. and they grow. We, we talked about the, the point where developers that start telling the story mm-hmm. are people who are going through that journey of growth, soft skill growth, yeah. networking, storytelling, maybe a bit social, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Do you have uh, concrete examples that you can, you can give me? I've seen it. Mm-hmm. I've seen it happen yeah. again and yeah. again. Yeah. A developer that started taking this seriously and knew that he starts investing one hour a week being part of a community. Yeah. You can see how powerful he became after one year because people started listening to him. Yeah. People started following him. He managed even to have the skill of creating content fast. Mm-hmm. So what seems very hard at the beginning, talking to a community, what value that he can bring became something that he delivered very fast. So yes, today he is in a point where he actually empowered himself because he was taking the steps of being part of a community and shared value. So yes, as a manager, I think that people within your team will benefit a lot. Mm-hmm. And sometimes you as a manager that wants to recruit mm-hmm. new people to the team will benefit from it because people will know the names of your members, your team mm-hmm. members that, yeah, I want to be there because yeah. I heard, I read, I know this person yeah. and I want to be part of it. Yeah. So as I said, kind of ambassadors, good ambassadors to a team and the same goes in organization level. The same thing happens because if I hear mm-hmm. again and again and I get value, real professional value from someone who talked and I see, oh, it's from that organization and then I hear Another one, oh, she's from the, the same organization. Mm-hmm. So, okay, there's a good pool of talent there. Yeah. Maybe I want to be part of it. So that's going to help the company as in, well. In a, yeah, for yeah. sure. I'll give you an example that I know personally. I have a, a Telegram channel. Mm-hmm. I, I love that platform. I think it's a very unique platform that it has a bad name <laughs> for all <laughs> kinds of reasons, but I think it's good. Uh, I do have a Telegram channel. And it's about technology oh, okay. and innovation, entrepreneurship, stuff like that. And one of the things that I love doing there is to approach the community and say, hey, if you're bringing a delegation from abroad of students, of people who wants to invest, of developers who wants to know the startup nation, let me know. And I'll have that Telegram channel that he, it has like 4,800 people. subscribers, I'll let them know that you're coming and I'll let them connect you if that delegation is somehow related to what you do. So I had, you know, many updates about these kind of things. And one time I was approached by a university from, I think it was Norway. They said that they are bringing a group of students to Israel to meet the uh, innovation story of Israel. So what I did is, as I do always, I take some short text, explain what the delegation is all about, mm-hmm. who is the person that leads them with their mail, so people can contact and take it wherever you want. But I did see something that was very interesting to us at Wix, to talk with this delegation and share the story of the startup nation from our point of view. So I contact them as well. because they've already been with contact with me. 
and invited them to our offices and actually shared our experience at Wix with them. And this is where you see that being part of a community mm-hmm. actually brings value to the organization mm-hmm. and the litigation was very good. It was mm-hmm. very high quality. Wow. That the students were very good. And later on, I saw on, I think it was Facebook, how they repeat in their class all the all the 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 ideas and the things that we told them at Wix. So it was win-win situation of taking and doing something outside of work. But because you're involved and know and connected, you can bring value to your organization as well. So yes, being out there brings a lot of information wow. and a lot of value. Wow. But will, will I also benefit from a community when I'm just lurking, just taking stuff, or do I always have to give something in return? So I think the best way is to take an active role. Mm-hmm. I think the best, yeah. best way is actually to, to build up the community you think is missing and to lead it. However, we learn and we get information from news sites, for example, professional mm-hmm. news sites. But it takes a lot of time. There's a lot of uh, uh, gap from something that just happened. And it's important for you professionally until it's being published. But in communities, even if you just silent and, and listen and people start spreading information, there's no editor in, in, in the middle. There's no middleman. You hear it fast. So if you need to be up to date with everything that happens, and this is what we're all about in, in this kind of industry, information the freshness of it yeah the more it's it's valued for us to use yeah so even if you just listen on that that's okay but I do recommend I do recommend take the active role and then stop you know promoting yeah your name yeah but the soft skills that actually also being part of it mm-hmm. we'll get to the personal name in a second just one practical question regarding this what We're saying communities but for a lot of our listeners that might sound like very abstract true what are the types of communities that you you refer to is it Facebook LinkedIn uh, it can be every physical yeah. it, it can be everywhere the more the online mm-hmm. the digital platform becomes offline the better and, and the stronger the stronger it, yeah. it becomes for example if you have a whatsapp group talking about whatever and once a month you They come together real life and start talking that exists people do yeah, that yeah of course if you and think about that? the platform called meetup.com uh-huh. all that platform is about going out meet and learn but then I'll have to leave my house you don't have to leave. Yes. Ah, that's, okay, that's well. the problem today yeah when you think about strong community one good example might be mother's community once a mother sharing information and about a bad experience with a product that she used and related to, I don't know, maybe babies, and more and more members of that community start engaging with that and give it more exposure, then you see the power. Then you see big organizations come and start talking with them. Maybe they understand that there is some major crisis because I don't know, mm-hmm. but someone who was lonely, single mother that she's not alone yeah she has a community behind yeah. her so now you're much stronger not just getting information not just you know crafting your soft skills that are 
you actually have power when you face huge organizations. Let me be the devil's advocate again. I perfectly understand the rationale behind marketing. I mean, right, good products, they, they spread the words on these types of communities. If I'm a small team leader and my team has very specific KPIs to work for, and we have very strict goals to, to, to reach by the end of the quarter, why would I care for my team members to start wasting their time yeah. on communities instead of doing their, their job in the morning? I think that... In the industry that we are, information is power. We, we know that. And sometimes organizations do keep knowledge to themselves. And when you want to consult with another organization that maybe do something similar, you can't approach that organization and say, "Hey, we want to do that as well. Mm-hmm. How do you do that? What's your team structure? How do you work? But if your team members mm-hmm. are well connected, With people within that organization or other organizations and can contact them on a level that already combine trust mm-hmm. because they're in the same community, maybe because they met in a meetup, maybe they, they gave them value, maybe your team members got this kind of channel mm-hmm. that people from that organization yeah. follow and know them. Your way to connect and get information yeah. or, or partnerships is much easier because you There's some kind of shared uh, experience or maybe trust. So yes, you do want your team members mm-hmm. to be part of something outside. And sometimes, as I said, when you want to start recruiting yeah. and people know the people of your team mm-hmm. for the good yeah. because they do that and they talk there and they go and they're organizing their active member uh, and they give value. So people want to be part. Yeah. If you're not, you know, You're very close. You keep everything within, not doing a lot. Okay, so, so you're there and, and that's okay. Yeah. But doing some noise when it's for the good with value brings very interesting results. Hmm, interesting. I can tell you that. Yeah. What's Working by Monday.com. You're listening to What's Working. I'm Edine Katz, and our guest today is Morad Stern. Morad, we were talking before about communities, and we were just taking it to the next level, personal yeah. branding. You claim that it's extremely important for employees of a company or anyone actually to work on strengthening their personal brand in order to spread their True. word. Tell me a little bit about that, a little bit about um, personal branding and how you see it. When I look back, COVID just started. I had this idea of writing a book. It was a crazy idea, but I said, let's do it. One of the things that was very hard for me, besides, you know, just sit down and start writing it, was how can I take three terms that I'm, I'm so obsessed with, which is communities, networking, and personal brand, and actually write a chapter about each and every one of them. And it was very hard for me because... It's so connected. And now that we start talking about personal brand and, and we talked about community, you can see that if someone is out there leading a community or being and, and start sharing ideas as part of a gathering, he or she start being more recognized because every idea that they share, every piece of content, whether it's with their voice, text, video, whatever, is being labeled. And sign with their name and once you start seeing that name again and again and again in a commercial you see a brand and a brand and mm-hmm. a brand and okay so I now 
familiar with that brand more than I've been just before. And the same goes with people. He or she are active in communities again and again and again. And then their personal brand starts to shine, starts to be more recognized. And the more someone takes an active role in being out there and creating things that people can consume, the more he or she will be trusted, even trusted, mm-hmm. with people who want to, you know, be more familiar with that content. We're all surrounded by content. Let me take us to the year of 2010. There is a, a very important project that Witwix also promote, the Hour of Code. The main idea of this project is having kids learn how to code. And at that year, it was President Barack Obama that mm-hmm. started promoting that project. And he goes on a YouTube video and says the following sentence that really shocked my, my understanding of content. He said, Don't just buy a new video game. Make one. Don't just download the latest app. Help design it. Don't just play on your phone. Program it. No one's born a computer scientist, but with a little hard work and some math and science, just about anyone can become one. By saying that, he actually drew some kind of a relationship of power between the The person who consume mm-hmm. and the person who create yeah. we're all surrounded by content Netflix's content Spotify's content when we go through Facebook or LinkedIn many many content everything is content and you know if all we do is just to consume it it puts us in a place that is very weak and very influenced mm-hmm. we're not trying to influence we're just being influenced And I'm not saying that's bad. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of good content out there, books and podcasts and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. But you do want on that relationship to also have the part where you influence others mm-hmm. with good stuff. All our discussion about communities and, and networking and personal branding and stuff is about us trying to be in a better position mm-hmm. in this relationship. Not all of us can create. Some of us need to be an observer. It's easy for us to understand that if we want a healthy body, so we need to eat well, vegetables. Yeah. But we tend to forget that if we want a healthy mind, and which is super critical in, in our industry, yeah. you know, to, to perform yeah. the best you can, we need to feed our mind And be influenced from sources that are good for us, healthy for us. So better, whatever it will be, better our feed, our social feed. Yeah. We tend to forget how easy it is to feed our mind with uh, shallow content that then influence later on. Yeah. Many people find it hard to, to find the content and the stories. Mm-hmm. And the experience that they have that might be value outside, because they say, "Hey, what I know, everybody knows. I, I have nothing new to say. I have nothing new to share." And that's not true, because we forget how if we take um, riding a bike, so we tried it at the beginning when we were kids, and, and we fell, yeah. again and again and again. And then we started doing that right. Today, when I think about. Uh, you know, taking bicycles and, and start writing, 
it's easy peasy, right? <laughs> Everybody knows that, but that's not true. Think about yourself. You yeah. did not know how to do that until you fell again and yeah. again and try it again. And when we work in the tech industry, the knowledge yeah. that we have is so high end. There's value in it that sometimes it's like Spider-Man, what Spider-Man says with, with great uh, yeah. powers comes great, great responsibility. Response. Yeah, it's, it's sometimes our responsibility to take that out even if we think yeah. that everybody knows what we know. It seems at times that platforms out there, not to name names, are, are very superficial. And you hear all these amazing guys, great job. How do you guide people? I know that there are great communities out there. How do you guide professionals to, to find the right places for them? I think there's only one question that you should ask yourself. Do I invest my time well? And, and I think it's, it even touches the point where we talked about being responsible for your feed. If you see that you waste your time, it's your responsibility to start adjusting. And, and we cannot cut ourselves. We, we cannot. But we can start adjusting and better our feed and better the places that we visit and whatever comes in our minds. So there's not a better uh, platform. There's better adjustment of content. There's mm -hmm. better judgment. If you're in a community and you find it a bit toxic, go out. Yeah. Maybe it's not for you. Yeah. It's a matter of always managing the time and what goes in. So if I don't have a lot of time, can I pay someone to do this for me? Can I hire you to come and do my personal branding? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, Problem solved. No, no. Here's the thing. Um, when you think about personal branding and everything we just said, networking and, and communities and The more I think about it, the more I see how it's like being uh, healthy or doing sport. You know, when you want to get in shape and you want to start, you know, running, you cannot pay someone to do that for you. You have to put on your shoes and go out and do, and do running. Perhaps, yeah. And by the way, you can do it once. You can do it another time, third time, but you're still not in shape. So there's, another layer of okay this is a lifestyle yeah. because I'm not doing it three times or four times and I'm okay I'm finished no it's again and again and again and again and if you think about the people who start building their personal brand and made uh, huge achievements and you can see huge achievements of people that are being more recognized than others professionally wise You can see that they never stop. They create content and then they build a community and then maybe they open up a newsletter and keep sending it and keep recording the podcast. But they never say, okay, for a podcast episode, we're good. Yeah. Because it's a lifestyle. What's working? So I decided to create a community. You convinced me. Uh, and I want to spread the word. I want to get it out there. How do I start? What do I do? What's your goal? What, what do you want to achieve? When I'm saying that, I'm suggesting on putting a lot of emphasis on the people you want to see in this community. Again, the more you'll be well-defined, the more you'll be accurate with mm -hmm. the people and their attributes that you want to be adding to that group, the better. It means that the discussion will be much more or, or bring more value to 
the people that will be so part of it. So being a niche is not something bad. You want to be as... as it's even an as, amazing mm. niche. Here's an example. I can open up a community about cybersecurity, but I can choose to go deeper into smart cars mm-hmm. because it's, it's getting very hot. That's well-defined audience. Smaller audience, as we said in our talk, you shouldn't count numbers. It's not yeah. about quantity. It's about the quality. And then, you know, you, you do, you launch it. I, I wouldn't wait too much. Think about the platform that you want to start in and go ahead and, and learn on the fly yeah. who are the people who come in. Yeah. If you manage to be a good gatekeeper, not permitting, you know, there's a good sentence that says, if everybody are invited to the best party in town, it means that it's not the best party in town. You really need to be defined and, and start doing that. And then you start looking for the materials, the content that will bring them as much value as possible. One of the things that I did many years already that um, talk about technology. And when it started, you know, I, I said, everybody who wants to come in, join us. Oh, good. I wasn't a, a strong gatekeeper. Yeah. And then I had an idea. I invited Yair Lapid, who was the Minister of Finance of Israel, and he said yes. Shalom, everyone. And he joined us for one hour talk where team member, yeah, the community, had the privilege of asking him directly anything he did in his role. And he answered. He, he, he voiced answered. He recorded yeah. himself. He recorded on video. He typed very fast. He did an amazing job. But the most important thing was that people in that community were closer to Yer Lapid than they ever dreamed of. Mm-hmm. People start screenshooting that talk with him and spread it on Facebook, LinkedIn, whatever. And other people say, hey, how do you speak with this kind of persona? I want also to do that. And they say, oh, okay, there's a close WhatsApp group. You can ask Moad. And then there was a huge boom of, of requests. Oh. And then I had to be a stronger gatekeeper, mm-hmm. not letting anyone else. And even become stronger and more crazy when one of the members of that community who was a journalist actually took that discussion and so, hey, there's a, an amazing content here about what Yair Lapid being asked and what he answers. And she put it as a headline of one of the main newspapers, the economic newspapers in Israel, wow. talking about that WhatsApp group, da-da-da, and then more requests. Amazing. So maybe thinking about the VIPs, but shouldn't be just VIP. Who are the people who lead your industry? Mm. So if we talked about smart cars, cybersecurity, who are the names who create podcasts about it, bring people together yeah. in meetups, have a blog maybe, people who already drew attention in that topic, you can bring them to your new domain. Don't be picky, just jump right to it. When you do take an active part and build up your own community, mm-hmm. and now you approach these people, yeah, these experts, these Yairapids, you're not approaching them as someone, you know, lonely that wants to talk with them. Yeah. You approach us on behalf of a community. Yeah. And that's a stronger approach, however you look at it. Yeah. Because now I sometimes have an interest of being more exposed to a community of people who look for that kind of content and have more awareness. So here's another point where community combined with networking 
because now it's easier for you to network with people who are very strong in your industry because you have a community. Yeah, and you created that opportunity for yourself, which is amazing. Yeah. So operating communities, it sounds, uh, it sounds like a challenging thing to do. What if, what if I don't have the means and I don't have the people to help me with it? Can I still go on and execute things? A few years back, I, I wrote a blog. And that blog was more about technology, UI. It was very interesting at that time for me. It was on 2012. Mm-hmm. And I was fascinated by Barack Obama's digital usage when he ran to the, oh, uh, to the president of uh, the United States. He was the first president to actually really leverage mostly Facebook, but YouTube as well. I stand before you today to announce my candidacy for president of the United States. And I really wanted to get insights from what he and his campaign team, of course, did. So I looked up who are the people that stand behind him, and I found an interesting name, Teddy Goff. Mm-hmm. He was the one who ran the campaign on 2008 and 2012. Mm-hmm. He was responsible for the digital I wanted to, to talk with him. I wanted to network with him. I wanted to learn from him. But how do I do that? So my idea was to ask him for an interview, but not because I want to hear him, because I have a blog mm. and I have a community of readers. Now, yeah. <laughs> oh, come on. Okay, m- yeah. my blog was very, very young. And I remember forcing uh, people from my family to read it. At the beginning. So, but I have a community of readers. No one yeah. knows. The community the of four kids at home yeah. who read my blog. Yeah. <laughs> so community is very abstract, right? Yeah. So here's where the abstract can become your leverage. So I said, I would like to interview Teddy and learn and, and show and share what you've done in that campaign twice with my readers. And he said, yes, that was a very, very interesting. interesting moment for me to understand that leverage where you're not alone you have a yeah. community behind you mm. and in that case it was a community of readers that's I think also a nice case study where everything we talked about today when you want to lead it for yourself by yourself no one can tell you to do that you know no one your boss cannot come to you and say hey what's about your network and Go ahead and contact people. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah. it's you that needs to manage you and to make sure that every day you're out there. Yeah. Every day you build the assets that will bring you more power at the end. Mm-hmm. So I think that's another angle. Yes, it's about organization. It's about the team members. But in the basics, it's also about you. Yeah. And the baggage that you bring from previous... positions and other things you develop on the side that will help your current position or sure. your current uh, role and companies will eventually benefit from that and not lose. Okay Murad, to sum up, give us a few tips how to uh, manage your uh, personal branding, networking and communities. First, I would suggest making an internal mapping of the things that really drives us forward. really makes a stick. As we said, no one will come to you and say, hey, did you start building your network? Did you start building your community? 
have you created content? It needs to be something that it's well suited within and motivating you to do. Because if someone is listening and he or she got some motivation from it, I think that motivation is something that not lasts long. It's like igniting the, the engine, but then there's fuel that needs to be added. So it takes us to the things that really makes us tick and we find this interesting. And also takes us to having good habits of content creating and being part of uh, a community. I would also suggest on external mapping. Thinking who are the people that take these activities and lead the discussion in the domain that you want to be part of or to build your voice in and start reverse engineering what they do, how they build their name, where they hang out, who are the people that trends, the topics that they talk about and deal with. So actually to learn what people who succeeded in doing what you want to do actually do. I also think that you should be aware and learn and look for all the holidays that you have in your industry. So for example, if I want to be a prominent voice in the smartphone gadget industry, I must know that somewhere on mid-October... These are not three separate devices. This is one device. It's the date where Steve Jobs first released the iPhone. And we are calling it iPhone. Because that's a holiday. That's a day that actually changed everything in that industry. Today, Apple is going to reinvent the phone. So I need to be aware of these holidays. Maybe a mega event such as a conference that brings together many influencers is also some kind of a holiday that I need to be part of. And the last thing that I would suggest, and that touches the aspect of habits, is to have in your calendar the time slots that you need to start doing things that you want to do, even just mapping or being part of the community and go out there and, and search for it and talk with people and create content. You need dedicate time for it. So scheduling it on your calendar, time for you, by you, It's something that is mandatory, mostly in the beginning. Murad Stern, head of uh, engineering branding at Wix.com and uh, author of Tiebreaker. Thank you so much for being Thank here. Thank you. Giving us your time. Thank you.